Well, this week on our show, we're giving you one of our favorite throwback See Here Love shows. Well, almost two years ago, we were just a little web show filming this show in Studio C with special guest Holly Girth, an author who is all about being fierce-hearted, being brave and honest. And I wanted to bring this show back because it's never been on our podcast or radio show. And who doesn't want to learn about how to be brave, honest, courageous, and resilient? We know you're going to love this show. That's coming up on See Here Love. See here, love, and are you ready today to become a fierce hearted Woo. woman? All right, yeah. are you ready to become the stronger, braver, truer woman that you long to be? Well, I know that I want to be that, and yes. Cheryl Joanna, yeah, yeah, got, it's like, yeah, no, we're gonna, my, yes, my yes. On, ready to go. all right, and to help us understand what it means to be fierce hearted and to help us unleash the fierce heartedness inside of us, we have a special guest with us, Holly Gers. Welcome, Holly. I'm going to gush on you a little bit so that our viewers know who you are. But Holly Girth, this woman right here in our kitchen, is a Wall Street Journal best-selling author. So we have a best-selling author right here. She's a certified life coach, a speaker, and she loves connecting with the hearts of women through her popular blog and books like, for some of you, you've already read them. I've read it and I loved it. You're already amazing. That's the book. She's also co-founder of Encourage and partner with Dayspring. And I love that because that's some great product and things that I've used over the years as well. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm I, so glad to be here. I know we're going to learn a lot from you. And I love to, Holly, just to get going because I wanted, there's a lot of meat and content, but fierce hearted. I have not heard, I think that saying really ever in that way. What does that mean for some of us? Because I, I want to be that, even though I don't yes, <laughs> know yeah. what it means yet. But so just tell me anyway. Yeah, well, I think I might have made the word up. So that, <laughs> if you're an author, you can do that. You can make up words. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> but it means really living more fully and loving more bravely. Hmm. Living more fully loving and loving bravely. more bravely. Yes. I love that. I love that. Okay, so living more fully. I think for a lot of people, they'd be like, I want that. Is it possible? And what does even that look like? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what would you say for, I mean, I know it's going to change for a lot of different people, but what does that mean? Like live fully? Yeah. Well, I would say if someone's watching and thinking, this is not me, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm hurt, I'm afraid. <laughs> that's okay. Cause that's actually the place where I started writing the book from. I had gone through a hard time and been hurt by someone. And I was on this flight in the dark thinking, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to shut my heart. And I felt like Jesus say, you know, I'll, I'll show you a different way if you'll just give me a chance. Wow. So I pulled out my Kindle, that's all I had, and was like typing in the dark, like scaring my seatmate. And wrote, <laughs> like, what is the fierce hearted manifesto in this book? And so living for more fully to me simply means daring to open your heart <sighs> and saying, Jesus, you can show me a different way to live than how I am now. Yeah, it's scary. Risky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's where the brave part comes yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ooh, that is risky. Do anybody like? Does that? What does that feel like when when she says that? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we've all experienced that. I mean, when, mm -hmm. as soon as you say like, I was, I'd had a, an experience that made me think, I maybe I'm going to close myself off. And yeah. we all, we yeah. all yeah. go, we've all gone through yeah. that, yeah. where we've had experiences that have hurt us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and and you have to like make a conscious choice mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. because otherwise you and we all maybe lean it it depends maybe on the moment in our life but you become more closed or mm-hmm. bitter mm-hmm. or you know sort of pessimistic against people and new opportunities yeah. in your life yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you have to choose I love that yeah, yeah. like you you're sitting on that plane making a decision yeah. yeah and it's not always that obvious but it was for me in that moment that I needed to intentionally say okay I'm not gonna close the door in my heart yeah. and I think like you said we either have a tendency to like hide right. or to like come yeah. out swinging <laughs> you so, know like one yeah. of the two yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like come out swinging got that so what does it take to be fierce hearted well, what, what is the what is sort of the the checklist for that I think the first is what we've been talking about getting honest about where you are mm-hmm. you know being able to say like I'm not fine right now mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. being willing to say that to God you know admit that to him because right. I felt like I'm going to be in big trouble like I'm an author and a speaker and coach all these things I'm not supposed to have moments like this you right. know yeah. Yeah. but we all do and so admitting that to ourselves and then to God and then I think to at least one other human mm-hmm. you know someone in our lives that we feel safe with that we can just say the same to you and I really think that's the start of the process is getting really honest and then okay so once we acknowledge our brokenness what's that sort of first step forward yeah I think the first step forward is understanding how we have drifted away from our fierce heart because I think as women we are all born fierce hearted you know like I love the word helper for Eve is actually the word easer which is only used for Mm. Eve and God and it's only used in the context of military aid when it refers to God and so we are born fierce hearted warriors and then along Ooh. the way, we all get tired, we get hurt, we you know have yeah. things happen, mm. and we can drift from that. So I don't think this is a message of like become for the first time. It's more like remember who you were created to That's be. That's what I love about Beautiful. it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm so passionate about identity. Yes. And I love that you're reframing our thinking. You've yes. always been a warrior. Yes. Uh, you've just you've just fallen. Yes. Now yes. get back up. As yes. opposed to like I've got to put this armor on. It was it was it's like, always, there. It's always there. It's always there. Yeah. I love that. This is our and I th- true identity. and I think that ties in because I mean this is out of the book that you've written the fierce hearted live fully love bravely and here's the book for. All of us to see. So, in that fullness, you know, you were saying we're, we're being honest about our brokenness. We're making choices that we don't close ourselves off. But then I, I also like love bravely, mm-hmm. because I think for women and even for me, you know, loving is a choice too. It's mm-hmm. a trust thing. Yes, it it's is. a vulnerability thing. It's I've been hurt yeah. in love, and so that's sometimes hard to give yourself away again yeah and whether that's like a a lover marriage relationship but or if that's just a girlfriend Mm -hmm. that's hurt me deeply or someone you're caring for right yeah I think of you know in the Christian context often we're trying to help people and sometimes the people we're trying to help you know it doesn't go well in the end and you've done so much for them and then they like throw it back at you yeah so that love bravely talk about that because I think for a lot of us even around the table that's something that is what we've lived with Mm -hmm. and through and still making decisions about to do that. Absolutely, and that's, like I said, that's the place where I was. I'd been hurt by someone close to me, and I was like, that's it, I'm done, like, no more, let's put up the vault, you know? (laughs) And so I think loving bravely doesn't mean not having boundaries. It doesn't Uh, mean, like, here's all of me, I'm gonna give everyone access to all of my heart. 
but it's saying, I'm going to love like Jesus did, Mm -hmm. you know, which is with kindness and daring to reach out to those who are different than us and daring to be vulnerable so that other people feel the freedom to be imperfect too. And so when I say love bravely, it's a messy, (laughs) ongoing (laughs) process, Mm -hmm. but it's just saying, because I think we're like Adam and Eve again, that, you know, our natural tendency is to hide and to isolate and to keep ourselves safe. So Mm -hmm. it's just saying, I'm going to keep putting myself out there even when it's messy even when it's hard even when I get hurt and we can't do that we don't humanly have the capacity but Jesus can do that through us because he knows what it's like to be stretched out on a cross which is the place where your heart is the most exposed you know and how to how to do that because we can't you know I often talk about how love like real love, not the kind we usually offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real love gives a hundred percent and expects zero percent mm-hmm. in return. And so in order to give a hundred percent, expecting zero yeah. percent in return, I mean, there's no condition. This is not a conditional love. Mm-hmm. It takes such courage to do that. And obviously yes. Jesus is like the, the number one model mm-hmm. of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, to give a hundred percent and know that for some zero percent is going to happen in return. Like yes. while we were still sinners, yes. he died yes. for us. Yes. While we were still <sighs> flipping him the bird. <laughs> yeah. 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 How do you change that thinking because I think in our own humanity and humanness there's so much about rights and you hurt me and conditions and so I'm going to hurt you and then I'm going to close because I have every right to do that it's a contract Mm -hmm. yeah Holly how do you start changing that tape recording in your head to do that because that's I think the biggest thing like I think a lot of us know it we go like this yep but then to actually do it yeah yeah ah, yeah yeah and I think a lot of it is at least for me I kind of walked around with my heart out here being like you're responsible for this you know to different people like I'm going to give you control over my identity over my worth how I feel today so ironically I think the first step is kind of reclaiming our heart because we're also supposed Mm. to guard our hearts you know Proverbs says guard your heart above all else and so taking that back to God like you were saying you're Mm. the source of my identity you're the source of my worth taking it to him first and then being willing to fight on behalf of our own hearts to say Mm -hmm. you know when I started this journey I was like okay I'm gonna go home I'm going back to counseling I love counseling it's been super helpful to me I realized I was in a season of depression and anxiety which is a lifelong battle so I went to counseling I went to my doctor I went to my tribe Mm -hmm. you know and said first I have to fight for my own heart before I can start loving anyone else and then I actually think that boundaries make us better at loving Hmm. as Christians we can say I need to just let everyone take advantage of me but I think then we end up feeling resentful and Mm -hmm. bitter and overwhelmed so I think it's learning to be brave enough to say yes but also to be brave enough to say no oh yes yes to the no sorry I got a question for you Holly just it just popped into my head um what was the hardest chapter for you to write in that book and mm. why? I would say the first one because I almost didn't mm. write this book. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. The first line says, I tried and 
want to write this book. It's the first time <laughs> yes, I've like, yes. yes. I love it. It's the first time I've ever missed a deadline. And it was because I was burned out and exhausted and hurt. And, you know, I thought I will write this really safe book. So literally, like the day before I started this, I told my husband, I need to go to Barnes and Noble and look at some maps of Israel. Like, that's where I was. I thought, you know, like, I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to write this very, like, head book. Yeah. And so... It was coming to that place where I was just at the end of myself mm-hmm. and had nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. And this book was a big part of how Jesus healed me personally. Like wow. I showed up at a coffee shop every morning and was just like, okay, you know, what are we going to work through today? And so that's why I'm really excited about it because I feel like it was a transformational process mm-hmm. for me. I'm a different person than wow. when I wrote yeah. Sentence One. And so that's what I want other people to experience. You know, I think there's a learning in that because sometimes you just go and you do it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, I mean, even for me, I want the big magical experience, the the, the shivering, the, mm-hmm. the, the sign. And I've heard before, as some people have said to me, mentors, you just go and do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like just the will mm-hmm. and the choice and you don't think God's speaking. There's no, you know, amazing spiritual experience. Yes. You just go and do it. Yeah. And in the process of it, mm-hmm. God starts revealing and showing, yes. showing up in the way that you've wanted or needed. Yes. But I think that's good because I think for sometimes for us women, we don't do something because uh-huh. we want that kind of answer and yeah. then sometimes it's you just go and do. Yes. Because I, I mean, for you to go to a coffee shop and just write, I mean, yeah. you probably were like, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to do this, you know? But yeah, yeah, I think that's a big part of being fierce-hearted is just showing up. And if I said, I'm not going to write this book until I feel like I have it all together. I'm not going to write this book until I process my issues. I'm not going to write this book until I'm completely over my depression or done with my counseling or, you know, like that would not be there today. Like, I wrote it messy and I wrote it broken because it's not about me. And I think that's what we forget that, like, it's not about us. Like, there's an Old Testament story where God spoke through a donkey. Like, that's been my go-to story as yeah. I prepare to be here. I'm like, all right, I'm going on the show with all these awesome, cool women. Yeah. But God spoke through a donkey. Holy <laughs> you know? Okay, we're going to affirm you right now. You are no donkey. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just to, like, you know, just yeah, but as a reminder it. that it's just not about us. It's yeah. about our willingness, mm-hmm. but God's faithfulness. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's so good. it's so interesting to me because I'm sitting here and, I, you know, there's um, there's a couple of friends that I know and, and their tagline is, uh, don't mistake my meekness for weakness. Yes. And I was sitting here thinking, like, how do we define fierceness? Is it like a, like I'm more of a boisterous, loud, you know, yeah, I'm in the room. Yeah. But someone could be very gentle and quiet yes. and still have a fierce yes. heart right yeah. so yeah, so it, it. it's yeah. it's got to be something different mm-hmm. than just strength 
Yes, absolutely. And I would say, you know, people wouldn't look at me and be like, fierce automatically. Like, I'm 100% introvert on all those personality (laughs) tests. And welcome to the show. Yes, (laughs) here I am. Yes. (laughs) You know, and I've been told all my life, like, you're so quiet. And, you know, so you wouldn't necessarily, like, say fierce. But I like to say, for example, like, I love saying having a soft heart in a hard world is courage, not Mm. weakness. Yeah. Like, I think in our world today, like, kindness is an act of bravery you know and there are even verses like I love this proverb that says a gentle tongue can break a bone and I think in our world today where everyone's shouting and everyone's being so aggressive that like that is another way of being strong you know yeah blessed are the meek yes meek is power under control so it's both you know it's not one or the other it's just knowing however god has wired us he can use us Mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of women i think when they hear fierceness often it comes out like i have to be masculine yeah yeah um, super strong. Like, yeah. or, you know, to be successful in, in a workplace or to be yeah. heard as a leader, I need mm-hmm. to act like a man. And, mm-hmm. and some people may, but, but it's fine if that's maybe how you are, but it's like you're trying to put on something mm-hmm. that isn't actually natural mm-hmm. to yes. you. But there's that strength and fierceness that yes, can come there is. from a very, yes. very feminine. Yes. 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 I love that. Or yes. you're helping us reframe, yes. right? Yes. And almost totally. redefine what that is. Yes. It's yes. good. Yes. You know, Holly, one of the things I, I want to get to, because out of this book, and people go, wow, like a best-selling author and you're a speaker and all that. But there's a lot of stuff in your life that, you know, for some people, either they would say, well, she'd be discounted for ministry or being somebody, you know, a, a Christian role model. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you just said now, you know, depression and yeah. something that you've struggled with and ongoing with that. I know in your story, you've had, you know, infertility mm-hmm. and then adopting an adult, you know, daughter. You're very open about these broken relationships. And yeah. I love that because I think even for us, that's that's you know the being honest and transparent is so important yes, these days yes because we're tired of everybody fronting mm-hmm, and managing this mm-hmm. perfect look yeah. when we're all like crumbling inside yeah. talk to us about that because i mean not that those things define us but mm-hmm. they do help us yeah. you know yeah. in in how god has you know created us and and, and has sees a potential for us as well as yeah. it's part of our being fierce-hearted as well it is and i want us to help women know that because sometimes we def- we get defined by these things mm-hmm. and they crush us yeah. and push us down yeah. from ourselves even more than other people yes yeah. so talk yeah. about that because you've been through a lot i mean those yeah. are big things and it, it makes me think of like i had a friend going through a very difficult situation that would be like what you described where she would say like this could discount me or whatever and she said this is who I am now and I said no that is your circumstances Mm -hmm. it is not your identity right so I'm someone who struggles with depression I'm someone who struggles with infertility I've had other struggles I will all my life that is not who I am that is not who the women watching are we are beloved daughters of God called and chosen by the king anointed place here Mm -hmm. for such a time as this Mm -hmm. and nothing can change that and so I think telling the truth about all the parts of our story gives God glory Mm because like there's that verse that says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and those things are part of my testimony and so if I want God getting all the glory he can for my story then it means talking about those parts too and and there's bravery in that there's bravery in telling Mm -hmm. your story yes and I mean you will know the truth and the truth will set you free Free. that's the truth from Jesus but I think when we tell the truth to each other we set each other free too I mean every time I hear a woman say like this is where I am and I've been there too I 
feel set free. And so I need, think as women, we need to commit to giving each other that gift of saying, this is where I really am. Oh, that is powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love too that, you you know, as you speak this and share this, you're giving women permission to do that. It's it's interesting thing. You think that, you know, women would feel open and courageous to share. Yeah. But I, I've, as I've been speaking and meeting with women, there's a sense of like when you share your story, it actually opens up permission yeah. for them to like engage and share theirs. Yes. And I've seen the power yeah. of God work in ways yes. I'm like, yes. I just shared this little thing yeah. and it just went boom and opened them up. Yeah. And well, we, and we've right? seen this on the show over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. Right. When we like, you know, we, we've never done a show where we sit down and for 30 <laughs> minutes hear your story. Maybe we should someday. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, so we're getting snippets yeah. is yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. It's like yeah. little like mm-hmm. sort of like bits at a time. And if people right. are watching over the long term, they're going to hear more yeah. of yeah. how the pieces all fit together. But yeah. but it's these moments where we've heard people over and over say to us mm-hmm. on the show, like, that thing, that, yeah. that's me too. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's what I needed yeah. today that's because resonate. that's what I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you got through it, I can get through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to ask you before the yeah. time is up because I feel like there is, I just feel this in my heart, there's someone watching that's, that's stuck. Mm. I just get that word, that's stuck. How did you work through or how did you get out mm. of that place of depression? Yeah, well, mm. I think it takes a whole lot of different resources. I think we do ourselves a huge disservice if we treat it like it's just a spiritual problem. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. part of it. So it's saying, okay, am I connected to Jesus? That's one part. And I, like I said before, I'll say again, counseling I think is so yes. important. Yeah. Going yeah. to your doctor, because there are physical things. I mean, yeah. things can be off in our bodies, you know, and going there and saying, how am I eating, sleeping, then having a supportive tribe, which may start with just one person, might start with just your counselor, and then you expand out. Mm -hmm. And then just being gentle with yourself, saying this is not a failure. I can see the list coming up as we're talking. This is just part of being a fallen, broken human in a fallen, broken world. Be gentle with yourself. So good. And like, I I mean, I've gone through it myself and like there's in that in like my darkest time in in depression I had this like verse that I wrote in my journal that is basically the gist of it is like what we go through is so we can help other people go through it Mm -hmm. and like my level of like empathy compassion Mm -hmm. patience tenderness towards other people who are experiencing anxiety Mm -hmm. depression is so much higher because I know how it is and so it's not wasted nothing is wasted and there's also a flip side like the flip side of that part of the way I'm wired is my sensitivity and empathy and creativity Mm -hmm. and so not forgetting that that yes we may have the struggle but it comes with these strengths too yeah that's it you know it's it's interesting because I think that when I when I go and speak so many women and I share because I went through a very dark night of the soul I went through very months and months of depression and deep I I couldn't even get out of bed and I'm so thankful for community like my Mm -hmm. tribe I say that over and over again if you do not have your people then I encourage people to find that or churches to reach out because I don't know how I could have gotten Mm -hmm. through that but you're right I remember even the darkest place that you know it would come up I would hear little things like, you know, Mal, this is, there's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even the darkness, I'm like, no, there's yeah. not, I'm angry yeah. at God, you know, all that. But yeah. I, I see that now, because now that I'm able to speak about it, people really related and said, wow, mm-hmm. I thought I was the only one in my church. Or as a Christian woman, how can I be depressed if the Holy Spirit is in me? And I'm yeah. like, what? what? You know, like, I mean, I'm right? Because yeah. people are hearing these yeah. things. And then to just sit quietly yeah. and pray with them and say, hey, listen, yeah. sister, yeah. I've been there too. Yeah. There's just something about that and that 
I've gotten through and I'm very aware of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know that through some things you can do it, you know, get yes, through it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love what you said thing. that it just starts like maybe it's just maybe the only person for now is your counselor. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. and, and the yeah. circle builds up from there. Because yeah. there are a lot of people who who I mean you have a lot of friends. You talk about them regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we know your friends. They're all over, they're all over Instagram. You post other pictures. Yeah. They're amazing people. But not everybody has That's this. That's true. Yes. Some people barely have the one. And yes. no wonder you're depressed if you don't even have one person yeah. to truly care for you, to yeah. hang out with mm-hmm. on the weekend, was, to yeah, do just, something with. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's so difficult. Yeah. And so maybe it's the counselor is that first yeah. person yeah. that begins to care for you in that kind of a way. Yeah. And, and can I say this too that there's there's victory the victory is breaking the silence exactly victory is breaking yes, the silence getting to the one yeah like we said but just mm-hmm. just actually just saying it yeah. there's yeah. something that breaks in that yeah. it's, it's like the beginning it. I think it breaks the shame and the guilt because yes, the enemy it. is that's an it. opportunist and so oh. when we're weakest mm-hmm. he's going to always try to bring in shame and guilt yeah. and so just saying you know what this is not a reason to be ashamed it's not a reason so to feel guilty mm-hmm. it just is what it is yeah. and I'm going to be fierce hearted and admit that I'm here yeah. and just take one tiny step, five yeah. minutes, yeah. you know, yeah. one little tiny step forward. One of the things I like in, in your book, and I love this part, no one has really talked to me about this, but you talk about having a childlike faith mm-hmm. um, in God. And uh, it's interesting. I, I've had people say that about me, and I actually mm-hmm. thought that was quite offensive because I thought well I'm a mature grown woman why are you I actually thought it was a more of an offensive condescending thing yeah in your book and how you speak it's something that's important for us Mm -hmm. to remember not forget to have a childlike faith as we come to to God talk about that because I think I want to be reminded and I think a lot of us who've been in the church are jaded by the work Mm -hmm. and life are missing that part Yeah. yeah and I wrote of that out of seeing two little girls playing in the rain and jumping in the puddles, you know? And I was like, maybe I've gotten childlike faith all wrong. Because, you know, it's, I think, reconnecting, like we talked about before, to those warrior girls that we started out being Mm -hmm. and realizing that children are messy (laughs) and they are wild and they are honest. Um, When they skin their knee, they come running right to you. You know, they help each other up when they fall down. Like, somehow we've thought childlike faith is like sitting like this. You know, in, yeah. in, in Sunday school with yeah. our little cup of yeah. Kool-Aid. And yeah. it's not, like, that's yeah. not what it means to be childlike. Yeah. So I think everything we've talked about is childlike faith. Yeah. Being yeah. honest, acknowledging when we're hurt, like, daring to be messy, speaking the truth. Yeah. That's all childlike faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I often think of, I have a, a nephew who, when he was, it's one of my favorite quotes from him. When he was two years old, he was there and his, his older six sister was there. His older, wiser sister was there. And so I asked little two-year-old Elliot, I said, Elliot, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, a lion, a lion. Mm-hmm. I want to be a lion when I grow up. And his big sister, who's so smart and wise at six years old, says, Elliot, you can't be a lion. You won't make any money. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actually you can't become a lion. It's just not lucrative. It's not a lucrative business career path. Right. No, but what, but what happens is I use that as an illustration because it's at two years old. Yeah. He has this lion heart. Yeah. There's this lion in him. Yeah. And he went around 
for that whole year with a with a tiger tail yeah. attached to all of his pants. Oh, oh I love like a stuffed like that. a stuffed tail. Yes. And his mom had to attach it to all his pants. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And anyways, the point is though that like he was already being cut down. I mean, it's his sister. It was. Yes. I mean, yes. she, she's not doing it. But it's these things that happen mm -hmm. to us yes. that we have this fierceness in us. Yes. Yes. And then somebody or a circumstance yes. tells yeah. us from the from early days, yeah. not possible. It's remembering yeah. our roar. That yeah. we've all, we all got one. Yeah. Yeah. It's our roar. Get that tiger it's tail. Roar. I think we should get tiger tails and just yeah. roar. Yes. Somebody comes out and just go roar. And yes. a roar, ladies, not what not I did in the green room, which was a meow. In the makeup room, it's like meow. Yeah. We're like, the, well, yeah. that's not They're a like, roar. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, I love that. You know, Holly, thank you for reminding us about this. I mean, you need to come back here, first of all. But I think it's just these kinds of moments as sisters, you know, to be reminded that, you know, we were all warrior and fierce-hearted from the beginning. Yeah. Yes. And somehow in life, people have, you know, put us down, spoken yeah. lies over us. We've believed them. And yes. I think now is time to release women to the freedom yeah. Yeah. and the truth of who they are that God's created them yeah. to be. Yeah. And I'm like, getting yeah. excited yeah. because I just feel that I look around and women are, are like beaten down. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that is so not what God, yeah. you know, mm -hmm has for you and yes, wants for you. Yes. So yeah. thank you thank for you. bringing this so word good. to the yes, world. Yes, yes. And we are promised victory. Ugh. You love know, it. we always win in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know how the story we ends. We know yes. how the story yes. ends. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Holly Girth, it's all your information, all your books at hollygirth.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you for writing. Um, we're waiting for your next book. Yay, thank you. Is that happening? Or? I'm writing it. Oh, Can you say okay. anything about it? Mm -hmm. Can it be called mm -hmm. See Here Love? <laughs> I was going to take that. <laughs> so it's such a pleasure yes. to have Thank you here. So Thank you so much for having much. me. And to our viewers, I hope that this encouraged you. And if you want to be fierce-hearted, go and pick this book up, hollygirth.com. Uh, we want you to be fierce-hearted along with us, to live fully and to love bravely. All the information about us, Holly, our blog posts are all on seeherlove.com. So make sure you go there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our stories. And again, thank you for the love and encouragement that you give to us so that we can share stories that will encourage you and show you to God. We should end with a roar. Okay, all right. in three, <laughs> two, one. That's all for now. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Melinda's Hair by Paolo Marola. Melinda's Clothing sponsored by Denise Boutiques. Clothes for every woman. Shop Denise.ca. Deeks Insurance is a proud sponsor of the See Here Love Studio. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.